going on, Doug? What's going on, Trav? How you doing, man? Good. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So uh, I thought we'd get the get the show kicked off with uh, how you got from your stardom and on YouTube to now. Are we recording right now. This is live. We're just getting right into it. Yeah, just get right into it. Oh damn! Uh, so what was the question again? Uh, so how did you, how did you get started? What made you want to go to the YouTube uh, viral uh, station there? <laughs> um, it's kind of an accident to be honest with you. Though. I started doing YouTube like ten years ago. Um, I always wanted to make like montages, like my favorite NHL goalies, but I could never find like ones that I really enjoyed. And so I just started making my own. And then after like, I don't know, a month or two, I ended up running out of space on my computer. And I was like, you know what, I'll just put these on YouTube because then I don't have to, you know, delete them. They're there, they'll be there forever. And I can just keep making more and more and more. And I did that. And then uh, after, I don't know, like, two years give or take i ended up putting up like you know six seven eight thousand subscribers like people were watching the montages and that was cool but i wasn't really proud of it anymore i was like oh, i'm gonna try something different i think i could help people with like doing like uh, gear reviews like on sticks or helmets or skates from that kind of stuff and then um so i started doing that and then i i never put my face in it just my voice and then i was like you know i need to add like a personal touch so i'll put my face in the videos I'll have my voice and I'll put some on ice. Oh, yeah, for sure. The, the voice in the video is that uh, makes people really want to watch some more as opposed to when it's not. Well, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I feel personally like so many of the guys behind gear accounts in today's day and age, like, they, they hide behind their account. And I'm glad I realized this like, when I was starting was, like, as a viewer, like, when I see you hiding your face or hiding your voice, it's like, what do you have to hide? Like, why? I don't know. Like, I feel like you're not being 100% transparent with me and you're probably hiding some shit if you're not you know what I mean? Like, like if you're not going to face music. Um, and so I wanted to just like be a hundred percent real about it. And so I started. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely got to be out there. It makes it, makes it a lot, makes people love you more. Yeah. And also too, like the on ice clips are like using the gear. Cause like, if I'm going to like tell you about a stick or a skate, I might as well show me using it. Not just yeah. People want to, people want to see what the stuff looks like and how, it, how it all functions. Yeah. Um, so I started doing that and then, I just got this idea when, like, like a light bulb went off my head one day. I remember, and it was like, oh, I should put a mic on myself, mic myself up, like, like they do on TV, and then I'll, I'll post that online. I'm sure that'll, you know, you know, do a little your better for the are, videos. Your chirps are legendary. <laughs> We're legendary. I've gone a little soft over the years, but oh, um, come on. Post, yeah, I posted the junior hockey vlog stuff, and that did really, really, really well, and then that kind of evolved periodically over the last four or five years into what the vlog has gotten into today and um yeah i don't know how's the, how's the boss how's the boss the boss is uh sleeping he just went to bed an hour ago he's gotta <laughs> be up at like 5 a.m tomorrow gotta love that boss man dude he's a he's a creature he's an absolute animal <laughs> uh for anyone listening right now um you should catch trav on his videos they're they're up there they're awesome and uh his uh check out his uh podcast slang the biscuit yes sir number one hockey podcast that never talks about hockey rarely talks about hockey <laughs> uh who'd you have on recently I, I listened to a couple of them recently but uh i couldn't keep track of who was on recently yeah our most recent guest was uh victor osman goalie for umaine um NCAA division one uh swedish goalie we had him on two weeks ago his uh, setup week. is nasty yeah, dude, the, the custom graphic Bauer stuff is really nice. Also, a really great guy, too. Really nice guy. Um, 
he uh, he sent me uh, some links to uh, like a ballet course he's doing. I, I got to hop on and try that when, when my really? knee gets better. Ballet. That's interesting. I've never heard of a goalie doing ballet before. I guess that, well, it is a lot of footwork, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah, so I guess me and Austin are going to be doing ballet soon once my, my knee's all healed up. So so what happened? Uh, so basically, like in a nutshell, I have what they call bursitis. And bursitis is like a... It's in a bunch of different places in your body. It's essentially like a sack that kind of helps tendons kind of like flow over like smoothly. Like, so like when you transition from like from your feet uh, to a butterfly, like, like obviously like some things have to change in your body, like the internal rotation of your hips, uh, the tendons kind of like moving over your knees and, and all that kind of like, there's a lot of moving parts to a, to like just going into like a single butterfly and um, the, the, the bursa um, in, in my, my knee, they call it the penzanserum bursa. Um, ended up having bursitis, uh, and it's just like blunt force to that area. Was it just like a, like a like a swollen tendon or what? It's a sac that helps everything move, and then the sac gets like blunt force. Kind of, it's like if I if I hit you in the head enough, right? Like you're gonna oh, okay, right? Like you're gonna bruise. It's gonna swell. And it's gonna like puff up. Kind of same thing. That's kind of what I, I you know what I've done to my knee. Um, and so it inflames and it builds up fluid, but the problem is that there's not a lot of blood flow in that area. Cause like there's so many joints and shit in your knees. Um, and it, and it's caused from like a lot of like that, like tightness in the hamstring, like abuse of like hamstrings and, and like your calves and, um, just kind of built up, built up over time. And then, um, I had the injury last year, like the year 2021, now it's back. So. Not looking good though. I, I got a video going up on Monday. I actually just finished editing a couple minutes ago. So how are you? How are you coping with the injury? What are you doing to uh, help with the healing process? Honestly, dude, there's there's nothing really you can do. It's just kind of it's one of those injuries that it's not like a muscle or, you know, you, you apply heat, you apply ice, you apply elevation, um, like that kind of stuff. Like like it's just um. It, Have it's you tried? Food. Um, I see a lot of goalies now doing like these. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but you, you might know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's like a zipper bag, and they put it around their legs. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen those. That's uh, that, that's not going to help in this situation. Um, it, it, it's weird. It, it's just a weird, weird injury. Like I, I didn't know this existed. I didn't know Did you do it like when you were making a save, or just like you moved awkwardly? It's just, um, it's an injury that's going to be there. And then you go to make a save or, or you go to make a certain movement and then you realize, okay, yeah, yeah, this is here and it's not going to go away. Like I, I think, um, I, I was in like a reverse VH position off my post. I bumped to the other side and just tried to extend my leg a little bit. And I, I, I felt the, the, the sack just kind of like yank a bit, like I can oh. the bottom of my knee. Ow. And, um, it's not as bad as you think. Like when, when the injury happens, it, it feels odd. It's not, bad it's just odd and because and obviously everything's like really hot and warm from from skating and working out and exercising but when you cool down you go home you sleep you wake up the next day that's when it's like holy shit like what did i do you know because everything's yeah down. yeah I sure uh so what made you come up with the idea that you wanted to expand your uh viewing process web by going with slang with the biscuit um i was just bored dude <laughs> honest to god are you in Canada or are you in the U.S.? Yeah, I'm in Canada. I'm out in Ontario. Okay, so you know all about the bullshit lockdowns and, and all the shit. Oh, yeah. All that fun stuff. Dude, we could be here for days time with that. But anyway. I'm um, done with that shit, man. I'm so done. 
buddy. I don't even want to come home at this point. I see this shit going on. I'm yeah, like, you're I'll, you're I'll in, uh, you're over at friend one who doesn't know if you haven't been following his vlog very long. Uh, Trav is over in I believe Norway right now. Sweden. Sweden, playing over in the what league is it? The KJ KV. Uh, Division uh, three. Division three. Yeah. So. What team? What team? Um, what team are you suiting up for right now? Uh, Varberg. Varberg Division. Varberg. So what's it like being on the podcast, like with these big name future guys like Cali Klang and um, Jesper Wolstead? Honestly, dude, I, I didn't know we had the, or at least like I, I didn't know that I had the reach that I did. Like, I always thought like just doing the vlog before I was like, I, you know, I know a couple people watch, you know, they reach out and they're nice and whatnot here and there. But just like since doing the podcast, it's kind of cool just like how how willing like so many guys are like oh yeah you know I, I see your vlogs dude i love the vlog i'd love to go on the podcast and the conversation with you and obviously you get a couple guests sort of that are kind of like i don't want to say duds but they're just like uh, they're hit and miss right some guys are great for podcasting some guys aren't some guys just uh, you don't blend well with some guys you do um me and Pat have gotten lucky enough where we've had a couple of like, these guys really, really i think i listen to those two podcasts with cali and uh Jesper, those guys sounded pretty, uh, pretty down to earth. Like they really, they really were just having a good time with it. That, that's, a, I think, the coolest thing about it is like, in in the grand scheme of things, like you have two NHL draft picks, or even like you know somebody like Ilya Brzezgalov, or or like any of the guests that we've had, like NHL players. Why not? Like these are established guys. They're they're big deal guys making real deal money, making big coin, and like they're high up. And they're willing to make time for, you know, a guy who doesn't play anywhere near that level and just has a podcast. Like, hey, you want to call on? Yeah, sure, man. And, and actually, they like, build a friendship off of it. Like, um, it's it's, it's kind of cool. It really, really is. Everyone's always asking me, because I'm a big follower. So I love, love your stuff. Um, they ask me, why is his is his name Trev for Oilers? Is he an Oilers fan? I'm like, no, actually, he's a Jets fan. He loves Hellebuck. He lives and dies for this guy. Yes, sir. Um, so the story behind that is, so yeah, so I'm, I'm from Winnipeg. I love the Jets. I'm a big hell of yeah. guy. But when I made, so I made the YouTube channel like over, I guess, yeah, over 10 years ago, right? This is like 2000, 2010, 2011. And wow, 10 years now. Has it really been that long since you started? But the montages, yeah. Um, <sighs> that's, that's, that's crazy. It's been a while, dog. And there was no Winnipeg Jets. The Jets hadn't come back yet. It was, like, they've been gone for 20 years. So now. you were an Oilers fan at one point. Charlotte Oilers fan. Like the Oilers were, were my team. They always were. Um, and then the Jets came back, you know, like a year after I, I made the YouTube channel, but you can't change the name. Like once you make a YouTube channel, like it's it's set. It's that or your real name. And I was like, I'll just stick with Trap for this, this It's a sick name, man. Honestly, the, especially the, the number four instead of the word four really makes it look so nice. It just kind of pops, kind of rolls off. Like it does. Four. It really does. It's great shit, man. Uh, I started off with my podcast called uh, Woody's Wit. My last name's uh, Wood yet, but I didn't really like the name too much. So I went with on the goal end because I, I mostly talk hockey, but I throw in the odd other sports of like things that interest me, like baseball and basketball. I'm not really in the know with, with the other sports as much as I am with hockey, but I try to, to know my, to, to know a thing or two. So to keep, to keep my audience a little more well-rounded and a little more interested. Uh, you got any tips that could get me some more views out there? Obviously advertising is key, but I don't have a whole lot of platforms to advertise on. I got Facebook and Instagram. That's, that's about it. I think you gotta keep in mind though, like 
like when I started 10 years ago, like I, I was in a worse position than you. Like, like you've established like a couple of followers, even right now. When I started, I had, I had zero. Like it was just at that point in time, it was just Facebook and YouTube. Like Twitter was just, I feel like in my mind, Twitter was just starting at that point in time. And Instagram was, was non-existent. TikTok as well. Like you, I, I think personally, like, and keep in mind, in the grand scheme of YouTube and, and quote unquote influencing, like I, I'm peanuts in the, in the pie. Right? It doesn't really, like, like what I do is nothing, but I think for the, the small sliver of success that I have had, it's just being honest and genuine and being yourself. And I think in, in this day and age you know, online, like people can small, like sniff your bullshit so easily. Like, people want to be fake. They want to be extra for the camera, extra for the podcast They, you know, like they want to go above and beyond, but like what's really lacking in, in this world in general, not just in, in social media, but in the world is just yeah. authenticity, genuineness. Like, what would you define as fake compared to realistic? Some, a lot of people have different definitions of fake. Like, like a, like a, like a definition or examples or. Yeah. Yeah. I would start off by saying like being extra, like being extra because there's a camera being extra because there's a podcast and a microphone. Like, like there's some people that like naturally are kind of extra, but I think that even itself kind of doesn't take you very far. I think just, just be yourself, be natural, like stay true to like what you love, stay true to what you're passionate about, stay true to what you think is interesting. Like I know it's, that's a cliche bullshit that they say, but I think like the, the number one reason why people either absolutely like love what I do or absolutely hate what I do is because of myself and like, whether you like it or you hate it, no matter, or, you know, no matter what you say, I'm going to continue being myself and you can love it. You can hate it. You can do whatever you want with it, but I won't change because this is no, who I am. That's it. You just got to be yourself. If they don't like you, if they don't like it for who you are, it's, then they're not worth your time. Well, dude, like you, even if you hate me, like I'll try to win you over with kindness, but what you see is what you get like there's no sense like, like let's say like i i try to change to try to accommodate everybody and try to you know win a couple of people over oh okay, you're great you like, can't you can't satisfy everybody well you can try you can, you try, can, yeah, you can try everybody. but in the end you, you it's just not possible because there's so many different people in this world well it is possible but think about this for a sec though like so let's say you decide you're going to try to pull the wool over people's eyes and try to be you know, you know, change who you are, try to be a little bit extra for the camera or whatever, just to try to appease people. You try to be very, um, like corporate friendly. Like you don't say anything polarizing. You're always very vanilla, very neutral and everything. Like eventually there's going to be a day where you're like, you know what, like, this isn't me. Like this isn't who I am. And now every time you press record, every time you're online, you have to, you know, put that persona on and be, and be fake as opposed to being yourself, as opposed to right now, right here where I am, like, whether you know I'm hopping on a podcast with you, or you're you're watching you know Monday's video, you're sending me a, a message or email, whatever. Like you're getting you're getting the real deal. Like this is mm -hmm. this is how I am. I know I'm nothing big, obviously, but I'd like to be on your on your show sometime if you'd like to have me. We got we got some big guests coming up in the next little bit, man. We uh me and Pat have got a you know a nice little lineup coming over in the, the next couple months. So we'll have to. Can you give us a little preview? What, what you got coming up? Oh, we got, uh, well, I locked this one down a couple of days ago. We got Matt Murray coming on that. I'm excited for that one. Um, Matt Murray's coming? Sweet. We got Matt Murray. We got Garrett Sparks. We got, oh. who else did I have? I pencil. Sparks, he's playing for the Kings right now, right? Yes, he is. Um, what else do we got? 
Uh, we got Dylan Grant from Canada. We got Sam Lakatsi, oh. Team Slovakia. Um, I'm, I'm drawing blanks here. There's, there's a couple other ones that me and Pat got penciled in, but we got those ones. And then, um, yeah, just episodes with us have been, been doing really well lately, so we'll probably keep it going. Yeah, for sure. Just keep keep doing what you're doing. You're doing good. Appreciate it, though. Um, the Jets. Do you think they're going to make the playoffs this year or no? Dude, honestly, I, I have barely watched any NHL hockey all this year. Like, like it's almost midnight here. Like, and this is like when all the games start in NHL. So I haven't been watching. Any, I have no idea where the Jets are in the playoffs. To be honest, <laughs> uh, you're not a big Leaf lover. I know that, but uh, you think they got a shot at get, winning a goddamn round for once in their lives? Your guess is as good as mine, man. But honestly, like I'm at a point where I really just don't care about the NHL anymore. I've kind of gotten tired of of the the formula that they have for everything. Like it's just. It's not exciting to me. I, I don't find any personal connection with the players. I don't find any personal connection with the brand, with the league. Just like come, coming over to Sweden, like I, I find a lot more excitement about the games here. Like, you know, these are guys that I've connected with on a, on a personal level. I've talked to them and, and I've seen games and the hockey's exciting. I'm not saying NHL hockey isn't. I'm just saying I, I'm personally more invested in the guys and the teams over here and the NHL, I'm really not. So I've, you know, Leafs winning games, Jets winning games. I, I see the hell about highlights every now and then, but I really don't pay attention. Uh, we all know Carey Price has been going through a tough time this year. Do you think we'll see him ever again, or do you think he's pretty well out the door? Again, dude, I have no idea what's going on with him. I, I saw he's got like a knee injury or something. Um, yeah, his knee, his rehab got uh, pushed back again because apparently it didn't go, didn't go the first time. Yeah, I saw, I saw he was in the. Um, uh, like getting like some personal help the first bit of the year. I don't know. Yeah, he had, he had he some uh, pain uh, medication addiction that he couldn't just couldn't seem to shake. Yeah, I I have no idea if or when he did come back from that or what. So I have no idea. Like any NHL stuff, dude. I'm out of the loop. I don't I really. I really don't follow anything right now. How is uh? You're over in the Swedish league. Uh, how is uh? How is Kaskaswell doing over there? You doing any good or? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I I got my guys that I follow. And he's not one of the men. Um, what made you take interest in hockey at a young age? Did you just play it and love it, or? Yeah, just my dad kind of taught me how to skate when I was like four years old, and um, I just fell in love. Didn't want to give it up. It was is what I'm. Honestly, I don't like one of the the only things that really had in my life growing up, and it was just a constant. It was always there for me. It was always, you know, you're you're having a bad day at school, you're having a bad day at life. You you show up to the rink, you hop on the ice, and it all goes away. It's just just that magical, guess, fix for life always has been. Uh, at what point of your career did you finally like feel or initially realize? Well, this is about that's it for me. I'm not making it to the big time, even though I really was invested in it. Oh, we're talking probably all the way 25, probably 10 years ago when I was like 14, kind of something. Okay, this isn't going to happen. What made you kind of realize that? Just your play, the way you're playing, or just the way oh. the game felt to you, or like in hockey, like there, there's ranks and there's resumes, right? Like if you. Like, for example, like if, if you've never played hockey before and you pick it up at, like, 27 years old and you start playing in a men's league, like you can't, you know, make the jump to the NHL in, you know, five to ten years. Like, there's 
you you have to establish yourself in in certain leagues to jump up to the next one. Like if you're if you're not drafted at 14 to the Western League or to the OHL or the QMJHL, okay, not the end of the world. It's still doable, but it's just a lot harder. Okay, well now you really got to dominate Junior A because then you want to get a scholarship. If you don't do that, then you're going to go to a shittier college. Okay, well, that's fine. Uh, I went to a shitty college. Um, and then if you don't do it, was, that, uh, uh, Vancouver Island College, right? Vancouver Island University, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so you do that, and then it's like, well, okay, I didn't do all there. I think this, you know, the wheels fell off, whatever. Now I'm, I'm playing over in Europe in a league that really doesn't pay next to nothing, if anything at all. And now I'm struggling to kind of get by. It's just, it's, it's the way hockey is. Like, like for me, in Division Three, I can't just make a call and jump to Division One tomorrow, right? Like, I have to. You have to work in. your way up through each division as you go. Well, yeah, like there's going to be a couple outlier guys who, you know, catch breaks, right place, right time, right coach, like all that kind of stuff, right agent, right phone call, all that kind of shit. But generally speaking, like um, a solid game plan is like, okay, well, we're going to move up to Division Two, establish ourselves, um, put up numbers and try to hope for an opportunity and try to, you know, get somebody's attention. And that's how hockey works. And you think in the grand scheme of things, okay, I'm in the fifth league, moving up to the fourth league, to the third, to the second, to the first. Like that's like a that's like a ten year process right there, if it, it goes to plan, you know, let alone starting from, from nothing. Starting from the from nothing, yeah. That's all hockey is. It's it's resume and it's establishing yourself and convincing somebody to sacrifice their job for you. Because every time somebody gives you a chance, they're risking their job and their livelihood to you know bring you in. So you have to convince them that 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 the the risk is worth the reward. What would you say is your most memorable or most defined moment of your career? Oh, defined moment. Hmm. Defined moment. I got I got a good one though, don't I? Yeah. I would say I would say playing college hockey at Vancouver Island University, being really optimistic and hopeful that things were gonna turn out and things were gonna go my way and, and I was gonna get an opportunity and, and kind of you know turn the ship the other direction. And not not only not going that way, it was actually the opposite. And then um having no place to play you know, a year and a bit later and going back there and asking for, for forgiveness and for an opportunity and being told like, no, first, not even a no, just to go home. Like I'm not even going to give you the time of day. Like for me, that was what kind of, I think sunk in that like, okay, this isn't going to work playing college. Cause like the college system isn't fit for someone like myself. Like I'm better off just going over to Europe or, or want to play, somewhere that is in college and, you know, work my way up and build my, my resume. Yeah. It's, it's especially a lot harder for colleges in Canada. Cause we're not really scouted as in depth as, uh, often as the NCAA is obviously. Yeah. But like I'm, I'm not even looking at it from that perspective. Like I, I want to develop my game and, and, and work on my work on myself, both as an athlete and as a person. And also continue to do the YouTube thing because like YouTube has been like it's changed my life in regards to like, opportunities and being able to turn it into my job. And 
call it like the college system doesn't want that it's an old boys club they, they don't want uh you know a guy filming talking about things honestly they don't, like all that kind of like nobody wants that shit and it, it's been welcomed over here in europe college hasn't the the universities i don't think they, they see that the gold mine that they're sitting on if used properly even a lot of european teams like if, if they used like what i bring to the table properly they make a shit ton of money but nobody seems to want to put the effort in so i don't know you went you attended la king's camp what was that like it's a contest man i want to <laughs> i want a contest to try out try out in air quotes with the team and skate with the coaches and I don't know. It, it was. It, everybody talks about it like it was. It was some really, like amazing opportunity and like a once in a lifetime. Yeah, one of the once in a lifetime was when I was going to win a contest to try out for the LA Kings. But it it just. I, I don't see it as as big of a deal as everybody else does. Okay, I just see it as like okay, it was cool. It was a you know PR stunt for the Kings, and I got to make a cool video that changed my life as far as YouTube goes. But as far as hockey goes, it, it didn't do any of that and. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's really all there is to it. Uh, so tell tell us tell us all a bit about uh, your career timeline, what teams you played for, and how far you guys went. If you had any playoff seasons in those, well, yeah, I mean it's hard. You've been through so many teams, but uh, just yeah. tell us as best you can what what you can remember. Yeah, thanks, Woody. <laughs> um, let's see. Last so last year, uh, started off with a team in Stockholm called Flemingsburg. Didn't work out. Go to a team called Varberg, which is where I'm at now in Sweden. And then we got shut down for COVID the year before that. Um, the year before that, I didn't play anywhere because I ended up trying out. I, I got a walk-on trial with the U Sport team. Um, stuck around for two months and then got sent home. Um, the year before that, I played Vancouver Island University. I uh, played one game. And we got bounced in the second round of the finals, I think it was, of the playoffs. I wasn't a part of that run. I didn't get to travel with the team. A uh, year before that, uh, my last year of junior hockey, uh, we we got bounced in game seven of the first round. Uh, we, we were up. We, we could have eliminated them, I think, in two games. Then they came back and they beat us. A uh, year before that, got swept in the first round of playoffs. year before that, swept as well. God, I, I don't even remember before that. I it's all right if you can't remember it, just... Do what you can. It's been a while. Been a while. <laughs> so how did how did uh, how did you and Boss Man come to be? Um. So when I came here last year to Varberg, the our head coach, he's like, "Well, I I got a place for you. It's not ideal, but it's it's my best friend. You live with him." I'm like, "Okay, sure. I mean, anywhere is an upgrade from the last place I was at." And so Boss Man welcomed me into his home, and honestly, we we. We get along great, but this is kind of what it's been like since last year. Like when I came back this year, um, the team tried to put me on like a farm, like uh, like in Varberg, but like in a farm. And I was like, dude, like this is not working. Just send me back to the boss man's place. I will live there, and this is like that. that I have everything I need there. And I'm sure, I'm sure the farm was a good intention, but what 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 did you feel that just wasn't making it work? Well, the, the biggest problem is like when I when I re-signed for this show, they're like, okay, you know what, we're gonna get you a car, so we can basically stick you wherever we want, and, and you'll be able to be mobile. You can go to the rink, you can like everything. They're like, perfect. Honestly, if you get me a car, you can literally stick me anywhere. I don't like. I'm I'm a very easygoing guy when it comes to like living standards, and I'm not saying like I want to live in like a pigsty, but like 
I can make a lot of things work for the most part. Um, yeah, you're very, you're I, very laid back guy. You can make pretty much any situation work as long as it's within reason. Yeah, like, like the on the ice stuff is is kind of when I start getting like a, like a little bit short tempered. But like as far as like the off ice stuff, like I I can put up with a lot of shit before I I, I even get bothered. Um, but I, I got really here and, you get uh, you get shook on the ice. I I didn't see you as that kind of a guy, really. No, I meant more so like. Like if if shenanigans are happening off the ice, like it doesn't really bother me at all. Like I I have no problem with that. When like shit starts going downhill like on the ice, as far as like teams trying to screw you around or or, ah, or gotcha. like, that kind of stuff, that's when like my patience do start to get thin. I wouldn't say quickly, but you know, my patience do wear. Like I'm not I'm not the most patient when it comes to that kind of stuff. But oh, I have terrible patience. <laughs> in general. In general, oh god. I can't wait. I can't even go into a store and wait in line. I hate lines. I, I'm the guy that knows what he's going in for. I go in, get my stuff, and I want to get out. I, and I don't want to wait in line for like 20 yeah, I like minutes. You, I like you to show me the guy who says, yeah, you know what? I like lines. I love lines. I wish they were longer. They're longer. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> show me that guy. Yeah, that guy. Oh, my God. I have a friend. He's like, I, I'm in nowhere. I got, I got nowhere to be. I'm like, okay. Then just wait in line, I guess. Uh, so. what what gear are you rocking right now? Um, Manscaped twenty point one. You need some new. It sounds like you need some new stuff from what I've seen. <laughs> I need some new gear, dog. I I need some money first, and then I need some new. Yeah, gear. Yeah, de- definitely, you definitely need some money. Goaltending is not a cheap department. Uh, people message me all the time, I'm like, "Hey, Travis, you should buy this. You should buy that." I'm like, yeah, great. Who's paying for it? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, am I just going to walk into the store and pick up some, like, ultrasonics? All right, see you later, guys. No, they're going to say, hey, uh, you got to pay for that, buddy. <laughs> People think, like, doing YouTube and, and playing hockey, when they think I, I sit on this huge pile of money all the time where it's just, like, I, I sit there and I count dollar bills no, all day. You're, you're the guy who just does videos for because you enjoy it. Well, like, obviously, I made a couple bucks off it to stay afloat. But, like, I'm, I'm not making money where I can afford even, honestly, like, even new gear. Every yeah, year. you're not you're not like taking a rake and raking the money into your into your pile or anything. Trust me, buddy. If, if I was doing that, I wouldn't have been <laughs> YouTube. I would have made off with the money and ran a long time ago. Um, but yeah, just like I I, I need new gear badly, but I'm but I'm also like I'm I'm trying to like get the most like out of every dollar like the like hockey wise, right? Like. In, in my situation, and I'm sure like a lot of guys like at this level are in the same boat. Like, yeah, I'm tr- I'm trying to budget for like okay, every year I have to budget about three to four thousand dollars for like flights, like to for me to go from like North America to Europe. Yeah, flying and, and, with... your, and your rent and gas yeah, and yeah, it's about two thousand bucks each way to fly, and then the rent cost, and then if you know like any other cost to flee to this kind of stuff, or, like gym stuff like a gym membership or like a trainer life life is expensive folks i i would say life is cheaper probably than the hockey side of things right yeah like, that's yeah compared to that for sure like the like, like the head rep of warrior he's been texting me like last like two months he's like just buy a g5 set buy a g5 set on discount I'm like hey i'm not buying on discount when the new stuff's coming out in like two months and b <laughs> Like you have to like think as well. Like like if I'm spending money on gear, I'm not just buying gear for the sake of it. I'm buying gear because I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna review it. I'm gonna make videos on it. 
and also trying to make a couple bucks back on it. Like I'm buying old stuff. Like nobody's gonna watch that. If I get the new stuff, no people people want to see it, you try the new stuff. That's the that's the whole thing. Yeah, and it helps kind of fund the whole process and, and it kind of like recycles over and over again, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you keep you keep getting all your you get the use out of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean I got the Lefev L twelve point twos or whatever they are. They're really nice, but I haven't got a lot of use out of them because of stupid COVID. I got like nine games of use out of them. They have some puck marks, but not as much as I'd like to have on them. Custom? Uh, sort of. Uh, I got them ordered straight from the site with my details, but not like it's not like, oh, this is compressed or this is uncompressed. This has no block. This has a block. <laughs> so you just got on like... like um like white and stock or whatnot, and then, yeah. Uh, no, no, I do. I have custom colors. So I got my team's colors on them. So, yeah, I guess you could say that in that way it's custom. Okay. Where do you play? I just play uh, Junior C for a team called – we're, not, we're not, a, not a big deal. Uh, we're called the Mississauga Crusaders. I'm a goaltender as well. Oh, I think you are a big deal, buddy. You're playing somewhere. You got custom LaFave. You got to be a big deal. <laughs> I just get, try to get the bang for my buck. Are we all? Eh? My friends last summer they got me. They they talked me into it. They're like, "Dude, your stuff's old. You gotta get some new stuff." And I, and I was like, "You?" I'm like, "But money." Well, <laughs> and like pe- people forget, like if, if you're, let's just say you're using pro level stuff. If you look in at a goalie with pro level equipment to skate around with anywhere between nine and ten thousand dollars worth of equipment on them, but if you want to oh, make I money, know. you should whack that person, take all the gear they're wearing, and sell it. Like it's a shit ton of money that that is sunk into all, like all the equipment that you wear. And like I, I got, like I've got sets from when I first started playing, to my first ever purchase of my own, and so forth. I've got like four sets sitting in my basement that I'm trying been trying to sell for a long ass time. I have two two or three of them on uh, sideline swap. No one's biting. It's like okay, guess I'll just like, wait. Yeah, well, like you think, like you, you, what do you buy year every year, every two years? I try. I'm like you. I try to wait. I try to wait it out as long as I can. Uh, so the every two the years, most recent say? set I had before the one I have now, I had it for three and a half seasons. What I mean by a half season is, I got a concussion and then, uh, COVID came in, so I couldn't even come back. That's that's rough, dude. That's tough. It was brutal, but uh, and it was so stupid because my league literally made me hold out of the season because they're like, "We're gonna, we're gonna wind you through the whole process." I'm like, uh, "I don't need to go through the whole process. I've been doing my my reps to get myself back into shape to play. My head is fine. I can go outside and the sun is not blinding me, and I have a mask that is worth a grand. So eight hundred for the mask, custom made." Uh, you've probably heard of them before, uh, coveted masks. Yep. Yeah, Ron's a beauty. Uh, he helped me with that one, and then I got it painted by um, oh, what's his name? The guy in Oshawa. Gilders. I forget his name, but I got it custom painted by him. Uh, that was real nice. I can send you photos sometime. I got the mask is really nice. I love it. Uh, especially the back part on the back plate, 
I got a picture of my stepdad who passed away, unfortunately, from a two-year battle with cancer. Uh, uh, so the guy did a really good job with that. So I always thought of him as my Superman, unbeatable. Uh, so they did uh, him in a Superman costume, which was a really nice touch. Um, Eric Ferguson. There it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my buddy got me in contact with him, so he did a really good job with that. Um, I really... What mask are you rocking right now? The Nirvana? Yeah, it's the uh, 3.0. That's a nice mask. Who, who, who did that? Uh, Liquid Lab Effects in Chicago. He's done four or five masks for me now. I think we've been working together for like almost five or six years now. It's been a while. Over there. Um... When do you think you'll be back on the ice again, or you don't really know? Oh, dude, if I had an answer, I'd tell you. Trust me. I, Fair I enough. don't know. My, my knee's not looking good, man. It's not looking good. So you're prob- probably done for the year then, eh? I don't want to say I am, but it's not looking good. Ew. Does it hurt to walk on? or? Yeah. hurts to walk on still. Must be a challenge to get around then. I'm I'm making do, man. It's a uh, it's a frustrating process right now. Yeah, for sure. Injuries are no, folks. Injuries are no joke. Do not take them for granted. I think you'll enjoy Monday's vlog. Monday's vlog has some some updates, some more visuals, and and just some more context of the situation. Well, that's about all I got. Um, thanks for coming to the show today, Trev. I appreciate it, and uh, everybody to listen to my podcast here with Trev. And uh, I am findable on Spotify with on we are called on the goal line. He is called slinging with the biscuit. So give him a give him a listen as well. Awesome, Doc. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thanks for coming on. Cheers. Cheers.